0: Welcome to The Edge Podcast by MGR with your host, David Gill. Hey guys, David Gill here bringing you The Edge Daily Podcast. We upload every day of the week, Monday through Friday, so be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. All right, so today's topic is... Is snapchat uh, last week snapchat came with a new update and a lot of users are upset about it saying that it's confusing and hard to use and I'm gonna talk about it a little bit and honestly I'll admit uh, it's certainly very different from before this is the I, of all the major uh, social media platforms out there from Facebook to Twitter to Instagram whatever YouTube uh, this is the biggest change in one like single update that I've ever seen in the last I mean five six years I mean I don't I can't remember the last time I saw it change this major they really really changed the app but honestly you know I think it's Good, honestly, like let me explain. Let me explain. So I think people should wait and give it a chance before they start pulling out their uh, metaphorical pitchforks and trying to riot in the streets, which they already seem to be. And by streets, I mean Twitter. Uh but there's. I think there's actually a lot of things to like about the new update. But it do, It definitely does need to be better. It has its flaws for sure. For sure. But why? I think one of the questions people have is why did Snapchat do this? Well, this is really Snapchat's big attempt at catching up to and beating Instagram, who has... Seemingly copied all of Snapchat's features and actually made them better while also integrating their own main Instagram platform which was already good and had, you know, a billion users. And I'm sure many of you who are Snapchat and Instagram users remember this, but people hated on Instagram when they first did that in 2016 when they first copied basically a lot of the features, all the filters, all the stories, all that stuff. They basically just straight copied it from Snapchat. And people said that they wouldn't go over to Instagram and they would stop using Instagram because it's, you know, mean of them to do that, blah, blah, blah. And they would stay loyal to Snapchat and ends up about a little less than six months, I think later, uh, Instagram completely eclipsed Snapchat by every user metric when it came to stories. So the real question is. Is this the right move for Snapchat? And how does it help their users? How does it help the creators and influencers? And how does it help the advertisers? Because a lot of people don't like to think about the advertisers. They think advertisers ruin the experience. But I'm sorry to say, you're not paying for Snapchat. It's not a charity. They have to make money somehow. So you have to get over the ads. You have to accept it. Now, I think they should make him. As seamless as possible, and they should have as good of ads as possible that actually provide value. But when people get upset that there's ads, it's like, okay, there they can take all all the ads, but then you're paying ten dollars a month. I think that's kind of a common thing that people don't realize. So, anyways, I'm gonna talk about what I think about Snapchat's update, the good things, the bad things, and what they can improve on, how they should do it. Let's talk about it. You ain't got no money, I ain't got all these faces looking funny when i'm driving by. so the number one complaint by far is that now with this update it's very hard to find people's stories quickly which i somewhat agree with it's it's not that hard really but it is it is slightly more inconvenient than before, which as anyone in tech or e-commerce knows, any little bit of friction in the user experience is always bad. And they've added a little bit of friction. And that is the main reason that people are upset. Uh, But one thing they have done is they've made it easier to see stories from people who you talk to most because it's in the exact same spot as where you go to when you message them, which actually reduces the friction because before, if you wanted to see... You know, if your friend texted you or snapped you and told you to say, Hey, did you see my story? or like you're just talking, whatever, and you want to see their story, well, you actually have to swipe over two screens and then go f- scroll and find their story. Well, now it's literally just right there. You can click a button that's right next to the messaging thing. You can click their little icon. So that part has less friction. The problem lies in the 80% of the people that you have added that you don't talk to that frequently, right? Most of us have people, same on every platform, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, right? You have the people who you're very close friends with and obviously you talk to frequently and so it's very easy to see their stuff, but We all have a lot of people who we're acquaintances with and friends with who we don't necessarily talk to all the time but we still want to see their stories, what's going on with them. And so that's where the problem lies is finding those people's stories because to find their story, if you haven't talked to them recently, then you have to go over to the Discover page which – it's it's like a chopped salad of posts from advertisers and random influencers and your friends and then media companies like CNN and the Daily Mail and NBC with the Olympics right now it's like you know it's like this just kind of mess of just tons of content and you're supposed to like find your friends in the middle of that so i think that's i agree is where the biggest pain point is with this new update and that's the part that people don't like it's just completely mixed in So when you just want to see your friends' content, you don't really care about media outlets and influencers and all that, it can be annoying because you'll find yourself scrolling through endless content that doesn't actually interest you. Like, I'm not a big Olympics person, and so every time I open Snapchat now, right at the top, I have to scroll past all this Olympic stuff that I don't care about just because NBC is paying for it. And so that's part of the thing where I I really understand the friction. So those are the bad things about the new update, or the main bad thing about the new update. But what are some of the good things? What are the cool things that I actually like from this new update? And the main thing is content creator discovery, influencer discovery. The main thing that Snapchat has lacked pretty much since the inception of the platform, or not pretty much, but actually, from the inception of the platform is discoverability. You know, every platform, whether it's Twitter or Instagram or YouTube, Facebook, whatever, has creator, influencer, whatever you want to call them, discoverability. When a creator posts on YouTube, YouTube's algorithm will feed their video to people that thinks will want to watch it. Snapchat did not have that. And the only way to add, to follow creators on Snapchat was to go to another platform, right? Find them on Instagram or YouTube, whatever. And have that creator tell you or like right they post like hey add me on Snapchat and you find their username you have to go out of your way to find their Snapchat username and then go back to in Snapchat and then add them that is not good that system sucks for creators followers and Snapchat itself right so for creators you know you don't have any way to be found for followers you have to leave the platform and go to the persons that you want to add page and search through and see if you can find their snapchat username and for snapchat itself it sucks because you're forcing your own users to leave their platform so that they can add people on your platform that doesn't make any sense at all and, and snapchat knows this so they are tackling this problem head on with this new update the only problem is so far They've just shown you know, large media outlets, like I said, CNN, Daily Mail, like stuff like that. And they've only shown very large creators with millions of followers, right? I've seen like uh, Lele Pons, who has like 20 million subscribers on YouTube. And that's fine. A lot of people are fans of these larger creators. And that's a good start. But really, you know, that doesn't help the 99.9% of people who don't have 10 or 20 million subscribers or followers on other platforms. So they need to have a better algorithm, a better user discoverability. So I really think they need to take a page from YouTube in this sense because they want to be a great content, picture, and video platform. Well, YouTube is great a great example for content creators youtube they have their flaws but as far as content creation goes and being able to really find new audiences youtube is one of the best platforms out there and they need to implement a youtube type algorithm that sees what content you watch so when you're scrolling through the discover feed like for me it should know by now that i don't care about the olympics because it showed me 15 different winter olympics you know things to click on and I never watch them so it should probably stop showing me that and show me the things that I click on right YouTube and Facebook and all the other platforms already do this they show you things that you like right like I know on Instagram I'm a big NBA fan and so I follow NBA pages and I look at other you know I'll I'll like NBA posts and stuff and guess what when I go to the discover tab on Instagram it's like 80% NBA stuff they have these algorithms that know what you're interested in and so Snapchat needs to implement the same thing. There's a reason why all of these platforms do that. And that's the main drawback of Snapchat. They're only showing large media outlets and large influencers, but not really showing you things that you actually care about. But I have to say it's promising because an algorithm like that can be implemented and they are showing that they care about being more than a messaging Platform and more of a content platform. They are a great messaging platform. They're still you know, they still have 300 million daily users as far as their messaging goes It's just the stories that they're trying to figure out so what's my solution my kind of thought process when I just through using the app for a couple days and trying to see Okay, how could they improve this? I think this is what I would do Uh, I have a little bit of experience in user interface user experience. So this is what I would do obviously You know, I don't expect them to do this. But, hey, this is what I would do. Split the Discover page into two sections, right? You have the top section and the bottom section. The one on top has a little button, right? You have a little button on each that can expand or close each one and so the top one is all the friends all of your friends and then all of the influencers that you chose to follow not like suggested influencers ones that you actually follow and have those on the top section and you can show the the first three or four to see like okay i want to see those you could expand and you can see all of them and then the bottom part is the discover section and mix it up between right use the algorithm to see what you're interested in and have that with all the influencers that you could follow the creators the media outlets because i don't. Like all the media outlets, but there's some that I actually do like, right? Like, I'll watch the ESPN SportsCenter one because it's I actually like it much better than the SportsCenter TV channel because in like two minutes, basically, I get the entire SportsCenter TV show, which is like an hour long on TV, and there's only like one ad which I can skip in two seconds. So, there's certain media outlets that I like, but they have to be able to tell which ones you do like. And obviously, I know part of this is advertising and they're paying for it, and that's fine, but. It shouldn't be 90% things that I don't like just because they're getting paid for it. Because in the end, people will stop using Snapchat if that's the case. So I'd split it into those two sections and have friends separate from people you want or discover, if that makes sense. I think that's the best possible option. You can have it on the same page, though. Personally, if they just did that tomorrow, I think a lot of people would complain a lot less. I personally would enjoy it a lot. Obviously, they'd be taking my idea. I'd go to them and ask for my royalty. But uh, yeah, I I think that would be a good option. Obviously, I'm sure there are a million ideas out there. And Snapchat is very smart. I mean, they didn't get to the position they are now by being dumb. And they know that they had to make a rash decision, kind of do something different because they just were, they went from being the fastest growing app, like it wasn't even close, you know, they went from being worth nothing, roughly what? five six years ago they weren't worth pretty much anything to you know a stock market valuation in the you know of over 20 billion in like five or six years so they're not dumb evan spiegel the ceo he's very smart i think they're smart for wanting to make a change they just have to tweak it and i think that people will get over it people never like new updates every time there's a new facebook or instagram or youtube update that changes the instagram feed all that same thing with twitter people complain 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 and then two weeks later they get used used to it and they're over it and it's fine so i think they need to continue improving take some user feedback but also i think you know one of the things that users don't like to hear is that you really shouldn't listen to the user because the user doesn't always know what they want right Apple is the classic example of this Apple despite people wanting their uh, audio jacks and wanting right back in the day CD-ROMs they took it out and guess what now most computers don't come with a CD-ROM most computers don't come with Firewire well Apple was the first one and now guess what Google just announced their new phone isn't coming with the audio jack you, you don't always have to do what the consumer wants you to do because you have to know what's best in the long run. And I think they have to focus on that. But of course, when you get this amount of, I, I shouldn't say outrage, outrage is in the right term. I don't think people are like super upset, but people don't like it that much. So they have, obviously I'm sure they're taking this into consideration, but I wish the best for Snapchat. I really, I've been a fan of Snapchat. been using it for uh, probably four years now. I've definitely stopped using it as much because I don't have much time these days, but I root for it. And I think it's a great platform for advertisers too. Uh, it has some of the best organic advertising content out there. It's just a matter of executing on it, implementing it. Anyways, that's my review of Snapchat. Let's get into the news. It's time for the news. All right. So in the news today, Apple announced that they are going to release three new phones this year instead of like the normal one or two. And they plan on creating a very high end large phone. They said it's going to be the biggest iPhone ever. I don't know exactly how big it will be. They have not announced that yet. Uh, it will probably cost uh, over a thousand dollars just by seeing that the iPhone 10 already cost a thousand, if not more. Uh, and then they're gonna create two affordable lower tier phones. The only info on the phones themselves is that they will all be like the iPhone 10 as far as the edgeless screens and Face ID, but we don't have any more information about that. Apple's very secretive, as most of you probably know. But this is showing that Apple is starting to care more about being a large platform and using network effects to draw in users more than selling products at the highest possible price because they know that with these network effects that the more users they draw in the more iPhones that people own that's the best way to actually sell more iPhones in the future and they know that the best way to get more people to own iPhones is to lower the prices cuz they're great phones it's just a matter of are are people willing to pay for them so Perhaps that's the plan. Lower the prices, get more people into the Apple ecosystem, build a bigger moat while sacrificing short-term profit and having more and more people in their Apple ecosystem, their their platform, and then capitalizing on them in other ways, whether it's through making them get Apple Music or getting HomePods and getting other Apple devices that work with the iPhone or the Apple Watch as well. So I think that's what they're doing, but of course, we don't know. We're going to have to wait and see because this is Apple. They're very secretive, but very very curious. The other major piece of news today is that a Goldman Sachs backed fintech financial technology company acquired a Poloniex. They are one of the biggest cryptocurrency exchanges in the world. The company who bought it is called Circle. It's backed heavily and influenced heavily by Goldman Sachs, the, you know, one of the biggest investment banks on Wall Street, whose own CEO came out just a few weeks ago against cryptocurrencies, dismissing them as not viable. And, you know, is this a bit of hypocrisy here? Perhaps, you know, making the general public believe financial institutions are against crypto until they can get a stake themselves is kind of the common thing. Because, a lot of these CEOs are coming out against cryptocurrencies. I'm talking financial CEOs. And then, you know, turning around and doing something completely different, saying, completely, saying something completely different. You know, remember when Jamie Dimon, the CEO of Morgan Chase, called Bitcoin and blockchain tech a fraud. And then two months later, he came out saying that he was wrong and that blockchain will be the future. Listen, I'm not saying these banks are manipulative. I'm not going to go there, but all you have to do is look back at 2008 and ask yourself how much you trust what they actually say versus what they're actually doing. Actions speak louder than words. Anyways, guys, thank you for listening. Hey guys, David here. I just wanted to personally thank you for listening to this podcast today. I really hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, it would mean the world to me. It would mean the world to us if you could leave us a positive review on iTunes or wherever you consume your podcasts. It just means a lot to us. We're new, we're just getting started. So if you could help us out, that would be great. And also, we have been putting up some Buy your content on Instagram and on YouTube. So if you are not already following us or subscribe on Instagram and YouTube, then go to the show notes, click those links, and follow us there. We are posting content daily, so be sure to check it out. Anyways, guys, thank you for listening, and I will see you next time.